What's going on, guys? We want to thank you for uh, sticking with us this season. Uh, now heading on into the off season. This is our last podcast of 2019. Uh, we've had an unbelievably fun two years. We hope you guys have got something out of this uh, for yourselves. We know that we've uh, gotten more than than we could have ever hoped for uh, from this podcast. We've learned from a bunch of really great coaches. We've made a, some amazing connections uh, and we look forward to continuing that into 2020 but we just want to say thank you guys thank you for listening thank you guys for all the the things that you send us and all the questions and all the things that we've learned from you guys Uh, thank you for helping football and coaching uh, just become better so uh, we've had a blast we had a great 2019 this is our last episode um, of 2019 and then in 2020 we'll get back to uh, getting to two episodes a week and hitting our regular off season but um, thank you again for everything you guys have done and and hopefully you enjoy uh, how we are finishing up 2019 if you need anything head over to our website at runthepower.com this episode of the podcast is brought to you by our guys over at just play the team at Just Play hooked us up with their product, as you guys know, and it's been a game changer for us. We love the playbook tools allow us to create our favorite blocking schemes. Uh, obviously, you guys know plays like power, counter, inside zone, pin and pull, and even some wide zone for us this year, uh, and formation so we can save time and be more productive, which is what it's all about, especially in the offseason. Uh, they have a limited time offer for RTP listeners only. Get my Just Play Pro for $120, which is an unbelievable $60 off the normal list price. Uh, this offer has been extended but won't last forever. Um, so get this deal at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. The best playbook tool on the market at JustPlaySolutions.com slash RTP. Don't wait. Go do it today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by our good friends over at Team Builder. Uh, make sure you guys go over to Team Builder. Uh, they have been awesome to us, have been with us for uh, a long time. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, they're again offering coaches a free in-season football strength program. As you guys recall, New England Patriots squatted up to 90% of their one rep max deep into the playoffs. If your in-season strength conditioning philosophy is just to maintain, then you guys are doing it wrong. Uh, you can get the program once you start a 14-day trial with Team Builder. Uh, here soon, just like last year, uh, they will, I'm sure, will be coming out also uh, with an off-season strength and training program. Uh, this is great for you guys that um, are extremely busy. You don't have a dedicated strength conditioning coach, and you want what's best for your players. Uh, then it's with Team Builder. Just reach out, tell them that you heard from Rowdy and the RTP podcast, or use the code RTP when you guys sign up for your free trial at TeamBuilder.com. On this episode of RTP, we talk with Mitch Elbert and Michael Mertz. Coach Elbert is the freshman head coach and OC, and Coach Mertz is the DC at Ankeny High School in Ankeny, Iowa. Together, they have compiled a 27-1 record over the past three seasons. Listen as we talk with Coach Elbert and Coach Mertz about their football journeys, the importance of your lower-level football experience, and how to best develop young players and win at the same time. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, fellas. Well, let's let's get rolling here. We won't waste too much of your time. We got uh, we got a couple of guys that I'm lucky enough to to coach with, so it'll kind of be the uh, the four way call we have here. So. You guys, I'm sure, have listened and you know kind of how we do it. We, we let you guys kind of introduce yourselves. 
So if you want to, you know, one guy go once and talk kind of about your your football journey and your football history, places you've been, how you got your start, and how you kind of you came about to to come to Ankeny. You know, uh, we're excited to have both you guys on because I think you guys have done a heck of a job with with the freshman program here at Ankeny. Well, that could take a long time for me because I'm old. But <laughs> well, uh, you might want to go first, then. I, <laughs> well, anyway, I, I guess I started uh, let's see, way back in 1995. Um, just fell in love with the game, and and uh, I don't know, started off being a basically a graduate assistant at Northwestern College. Got a job in uh, Ponca, Nebraska. Started at college as a head coach. In over my head, did that for ten years. Then I did four years head coach at Hoover High School. And then uh, decided I needed to come to a good good program and ended up at Ankeny and and uh, things have been going well since then. So next year is number twenty five. Jeez, Louise, I thought I was old. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel old, but Mercy, what about you, man? Where'd you get your start at? Well, I'm a, a little bit short of twenty five years, but. Um... So I graduated from Johnston High School, so just down the road from here. Uh, I get a lot of crap for that from the guys at Ankeny. But uh, anyway, had a had a good career there. Um, enjoyed playing football and was lucky enough to go on and try and play at Warburg College. Uh, and I was a backup safety there for two years. I was on the JV team and just battled to, to get to the varsity level. And, you know, when I came in there, I was one of like eight safeties uh, that got recruited that year to come in and replace, you know, Brian McIntyre and a couple other All-Americans that were really good. Uh, and a couple of guys that I played behind had real successful careers there. But, you know, just love the game, love being a part of a team. Um, and so I got asked to, to student coach my junior and senior year. Um, and so I did that. You know, I started to break down film and uh, sit in on meetings. And literally it was, you know, Mertz, hey, you know, I'd sit with my defensive staff most of the time. And back when they had – their cut-ups, they'd say, mark that for me, and I'd put like a T on it, mark that, I'd put a J on it, whatever, whoever the coach was. And so I'd just sit in and hit buttons. I was the keyboard guy. Um, but just learning, you know, learning the language, learning the scheme, um, learning how to talk like a coach um, and communicate. And I got to be in charge of the scout teams, and then I worked with the JV team uh, a little bit. And so I did that for two years at Warbird. Um, and then, you know, I was getting ready to graduate in 2009 and I was a marketing major. So there weren't really any jobs available in 08 and 09. So I was like, well, maybe I want to still coach. Um, so I started applying for grad assistantships and I applied for maybe 500 plus jobs. Uh, and I heard back from two schools. Uh, one was Concordia um, up in like North of Milwaukee. Uh, and then another one was uh, Missouri Valley College. And so I spent a year down there uh, and had a good experience, but, kind of discovered quickly college game probably wasn't for me. Uh, I was a little bit young. I was pretty naive and didn't know how good I had it at Warburg as far as facilities and program-wise until I went somewhere else. And uh, Missouri Valley was really good, just a very, very different experience um, going from a small Iowa college to a school in southern Missouri. But learned more football there, coached linebackers, coached secondary, uh, learned about the 3-4 defense uh, and zone pressures, more than we did at Warburg. We did some there. but got some good exposure and probably got to see more talented athletes, actually. I mean, we had kids from all over the country, uh, Florida, Texas, California, Hawaii, Washington. Uh, so we had some dudes there, uh, a couple that almost got drafted. Uh, didn't quite get it, but 
uh, definitely had some interest. And then uh, from there, uh, I came back up to Iowa and then spent a year as a coach at Johnston again because I knew those guys. Uh, and that's when I started going to um, graduate, you know, grad classes at Drake to get my teaching degree. And so I, uh, you know, learned some more ball from the Johnston guys. Coach Weavers is a guy that I'm still real close with and talk to all the time. Um, and then so I was there for a year, and then I got my teaching job at Dallas Center Grimes uh, and coached freshman ball there for two years uh, and then helped out with the varsity. And I, I learned a tremendous amount from Bum Hustle um, and Scott Southmade and then uh, Scott High, or Mike Southmade and Scott Highland. Those are the guys I worked with most. Um, and I learned a ton of football from Bum Hustle. He's their D coordinator there. And I really learned how to coach linebackers. Uh, I think just motivate kids. He's one of those coaches that can make an average kid feel like All-American just with the way he coaches. And then I was there for two years and then been in Ankeny for four. Uh, and when I got to Ankeny, I didn't have a job coaching-wise. Uh, I had some interest in the eighth grade program because there might have been a job available there. Uh, but Nick Nelson just started inviting me to uh, summer stuff, like coming to weights and coming to practice. And so I just kept showing up, kept showing up, kept showing up. And uh, one of the coaches decided not to do it. One of the volunteer guys decided not to, to coach. and Rick's like, well, you've been around. <laughs> Do you want to coach? I said, sure. <laughs> um, so I got to coach wide receivers for a year. Um, and then I did, you know, and then Coach Wall came on the next year. Um, and clearly knows way more football than I do. <laughs> and so anyway, he came in and uh, I moved over to the defensive side, which is actually where I'm more comfortable with anyway. Um, and did that for a year. Just like helps Nick coach corners and uh, helped out a little bit with special teams. I played some soccer, so I got, you know, was told to coach kickers. Um, and so I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I did, yeah, I didn't really say much. Dane uh, Kajewski was one of our kickers. He's at Warburg now. And, you know, literally was just talking to him, you know, hey, get your plant foot down, keep your head down. He, he did the rest. I mean, he took lessons with, you know, actual kicking coaches, and so he knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever hear you tell our kickers at the ninth grade level, Mertz. Keep your head down. Mate, your foot. It works every, works every time, you know. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. And anyway, so I've been with Coach Elbert now for for two years and just had a blast. I, I really found my niche for right now. Um, you know, when I first started coaching, I thought, hey, I'm going to be a varsity head coach. Um, and then as I've gone through it, you know, the more I coach, the more I find out that I don't know. Um, and so being at the ninth grade level has given me a chance to probably coach a little bit more, you know, calling plays and uh, organizing practices, at least on the defensive side of the ball and helping out with special teams. And, uh, so there's a lot more pressure, I guess, because I have a lot more responsibility. And then I also have three kids under three uh, at my house right now. My wife and I just have twins. And so being at the ninth grade level is perfect. Um, and I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun. Geez, wow. three under three is uh, um, that's a that's a task all in and of itself. You shouldn't, you guys yeah, shouldn't I, have to work at all. You should just have to <laughs> deal with all three kids. That's I got two that are under five, and um, that I thought that was a bunch. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's fun. It's going to be fun all the way throughout. But my wife would say the same thing. She'd be, "Why are you talking about football in February?" And we've got new you know new kids at home, so. <laughs> Anyway. Just give me an hour, well, babe. We just need one hour. That's, that's exactly right. So, yeah. No, that's good, man. I'm pumped to be. But Mercy, you know when you, you have to go, you do go. And I, yeah. Oh, you got yeah. a good coach that you work with. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you, you guys, you know, watching the, the two of you guys, you know, interact and work and, and kind of play off of each other. I know, you know, Mitch, you're, you're the head coach and kind of running the, the offense. And then I know Mertz mm-hmm. has kind of taken over, you know, running the defense. But, you know, talk a little yeah. bit about how cool it is to have, you know, uh, kind of that, that partner in crime to be able to bounce ideas off of and, and, and you know, probably think pretty similar, I would think, philosophically. Or, you know, I don't know, maybe you guys do have your differences, but I know when it does get out on the field, the two of you guys get along so well. And I think the, the kids see that, and it, and it really trickles down into to watching your teams play, you know, how together they play, because I think they see that model between the two of you guys. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys, too, and, and I know – you know, with, with some of the, the current events in football, you know, you, you've seen a lot of the, you know, the concussion scare, as I kind of call it, and the, you know, safety scare, or it could be just that there's so many other things for kids to do. And, and to be quite honest, you know, s- sitting in a gym that's air conditioned and, and not maybe having to, to work as hard in the weight room because, you know, football is going to be a very physical and, and demanding sport. We've seen some of the numbers decline in, in some areas. And I know you guys have, have had to battle that a little bit, and you guys are kind of on the front lines. But, you know, what are some of the things you guys are doing to kind of, you know, grow the game and, and recruit some of these kids? Uh, because, quite honestly, it's, it's not where it used to be where, hey, you know, 65 kids automatically just go out for football. You know, we're having to kind of try yeah. be creative and find ways to, to get these guys to, to buy in and to, to see the, the value that football does have in their lives. Yeah, um, being in the building, I mean, I'm an eighth and ninth grade teacher, and so I've got, I see most of the kids. Uh, so being face to face with them and talking football all the time is huge. Uh, just being excited about it. Um, some kids, it's not as easy as saying, hey, you should come out to football. Some kids, all they need is an invite. Um, other kids, it's like either they're on the fence or they're not interested or they're scared or the parents don't want them to play. Um, and so, I don't know. One of the things is getting them out, like getting them there is, is hard. But once, once you get, you know, like a middle school dance, once you can get one, usually you get two or three more uh, out there. And, uh, you know, I think another thing that's helped a lot, um, which came up today during our 3D coaching meeting, is how do you, you know, how do you make kids, get kids excited about it and keep them excited? Well, you know, winning helps. But another thing, win or lose, um, I use Huddle to make highlight films. Um, and I think kids like seeing themselves play and like seeing themselves be successful. And, I think other kids see that. I put it out on Twitter. I show it in my classroom. Um, and I think kids get excited about little things like that, too. So uh, just being enthusiastic, being in the building, a lot of FaceTime with them, talking to them about it. Uh, it's definitely a starting spot. It's it's going to be fun. I, I promise you it's going to be fun. And that's the that's mentality I think we as as a, the coaches of the ninth grade have. And uh, that's all we want. Just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. And uh, – goodness I can name off a bunch of kids that finally gave it a shot and oh my goodness they loved it so I think that's really what it's all about and like what Mercer's saying you know reinforce it with you know just show them a highlight you know pat them on the back you know after a practice you know love them up a little bit nothing wrong with loving them up a little bit tell them they did a good job and making them feel they're important and uh that are they're a part of something special I mean, who doesn't want to be a part of something special? You know, it's football, you know, not everybody gets to do it. So, And it's so, I think it's so important at that age because um, some of these kids haven't grown into what they're going to be, you know, and so. They don't have a clue. 
you know, you've got kids that are five, nine, have been small their whole life, and and not till their junior year are they going to grow to be six two, six three, six four. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Just they hit a growth spurt and their body starts to change. And so, um, I, I I can I think last year of our starters, I had like three of the guys that were B or C team ninth grade guys that um, I am really really lucky that. They enjoyed their ninth grade experience because if not, I wouldn't have had them uh, to start last year. And and it was something that they needed to just be able to enjoy, learn about football, but still be able to enjoy it at the ninth grade level because you don't know what type of body you're going to have, uh, you know, as a junior in high school or even as a senior sometimes. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, they have no clue. You know, half these kids, more than half these kids, you know, they're not shaving. They, they haven't hit puberty yet. They have no idea. And then you put the weight room in there and, and uh, you know, the sky's the limit, you know. So, yeah, all you want to do is just give them a good experience as they stay with it and, you know, and then who knows what could happen for them. Yeah, that's why I yeah, think it's – go ahead, Mertz. I was just going to say I think it's so important uh, to have that level because you guys are that conduit to keeping those guys out and pushing them over that next edge. Yeah, and that's what I love about ninth grade. I mean, shoot, it's – you know, we prepare, but we're not nearly preparing like the depth of varsity, but we're just about the experience and teaching kids the basics and having fun. And I don't know, I, I really enjoy that element. I don't know, I kind of, I think I mentioned this to Walls when I talked to him one time. I, I kind of want to learn more about Coach Frosty. Uh, I read a book um, that he was mentioning, but the big time is where you're at uh, and really embracing that role and uh, just recruiting kids and making sure they have a good experience. And if we get a few wins along the way, that's pretty awesome too. Um, but I've really enjoyed the ninth grade level for that reason. Well, and heck, you guys are what, 20, 20 and one or 21 and one the last two years. So, I mean, you guys have, have done a heck of a job that the two years have been together. You know, talk a little a bit about. A lot of good kids. And, <laughs> a lot of, and a lot of good talent there. I was going to say, and I know you guys cool. will give the credit to the kids and, and as you should. But at the same time, you know, we're reaping the benefits of that because they've had that that fun experience and they've had that good experience and it's really, really translated well to, you know, kind of that next level. But talk a little bit about, I know we changed some things up this, this summer where, and I know you'd mentioned the weight room, uh, Mitch, but we, we actually had mm-hmm. the freshmen start working out with, you know, the varsity mm-hmm. in the mornings. You know, what were some of the things yeah. you guys saw, especially, you know, kind of going from their eighth grade experience now to their ninth grade experience with the weight room in the summer? Well, I, I think that Coach, go ahead, yeah, go ahead, Coach go ahead. Gilbert. No, go ahead, Merch. No, okay. Well, I, our kids were way ahead. I mean, we're coming in one. They're strong. Like for you know, we're starting to be stronger and faster for one. But then also just under understanding our basic scheme and seeing the varsity guys fly around. I mean, we come out week one, and I think we're way ahead of the other ninth grade programs just for that continuity we're building uh, as a whole culture, a whole staff, a whole you know whole program. Uh, our kids are around and they're excited coming into the fall, and so it's it's been huge. I'll just sum it up as this, you know, winners surround themselves with winners. And you know what, when you're around people that are working for a common cause and, you know, they're busting their butts and, you know, you're a part of that, you see that on a daily basis. And, you know, I'll say that to the dad, uh, you know, winners surround themselves with winners and, you know, good things happen. So I'm seeing great benefits from those guys working out with those older kids and, and, uh, and then being a part of that summer install. Um, we reap the benefits week one. I, like Mert said, I, th- I think we're 
we're we're way ahead of most uh, of programs in that regard. Walls, how has that gone for you? Uh, adding the ninth grade to the to the weight room. Uh, that's been my favorite part because one, you get it's it's another opportunity for me to get to know those kids. So I think again, you know, and it, it's it's not about you know being able to kind of know all their names and things like that and start evaluating them. I'm not even worried about that. I mean, you might be able to, to pick on a, a, a couple of kids like, okay, he's going to be a good athlete. That guy's going to be good. It's pretty obvious. But to me, it's just that another opportunity for me to be able to walk around, give them a fist bump, encourage those kids and, and have those conversations about, you know, some of the things we'd said before, you know, Hey, you guys are going to grow a lot, you know, during these, these, you know, this month and a half, these six weeks, you guys are going to grow even more the next six months. So don't be frustrated about, you know, how much weight you're lifting now, you know, focus on your form and then just kind of getting to know those kids. So I, I think it, it becomes a, a great deal because now I've got a working knowledge with them. And then they're also hearing kind of the same message that they're going to hear from, from coach Mertz, from coach Albert, from coach Vasek, that it's like, Hey, this is a developmental process. You know, we want to win some games, but understand the biggest part's going to be watching you guys improve week after week after week. And I just have an absolute blast when that, when that weight room is packed with 90 people, I love it. To me, that's when it's the, the absolute best. You know, I, I, I think it's great when there's all that activity. You know, some guys might, might, you know, Oh my God, is this going to be safe? There's the guys flying all over the place. There's guys talking and messing around and, and whatnot. To me, that's, that's the awesome part of it. I just think it's, it's a, a lot of fun. I, I liked it. Hard. Just keep... Go ahead. Sorry. I was say, I liked it harp when it, it, it take, took me back when, you know, we're at Broken Arrow after the season would be done and those freshmen would get bust over and they would be working out with us too. I loved that because again, it gave us an opportunity to start to work with some of those kids who weren't in another sport and, and they could kind of just start immersing themselves in the culture. And that was where a lot of those kids that were starters for you kind of got their start. Yeah. It's always fun to see those new kids and, and, um, you know, kind of get a new set of eyes. I would think for those kids, the cool part would be like, hey, I can kind of reinvent myself, you know, whether whether they can or can't, and even though we've actually probably heard of them a little bit. But every once in a while, we see some kids that, you know, the freshman coaches weren't big on, probably for good reason, and, and they kind of, whatever that switch is, they kind of flip and they come over um, and, and get to be a new kid, uh, and, and sometimes for the better, obviously. Yeah, what I was going to say uh, was I think our, our, our program just keeps getting better and better, uh, especially in that you know, the proverbial off season when we get into the winter and then the summer when, you know, the kids kind of signed up for the program. And, and getting in there at 6 a.m. is hard to start, but you get 90 kids in there, you're all in, you get the, the music bumping. Uh, and that culture is just getting better and better, like Walls and, and Coach Nelson and Nelson and Booth and all the guys are just, they're doing an awesome job of writing the program and getting kids to just embrace it. Even though it's hard, it's going to be awesome. And so they're starting to see the, the rewards behind that. I love the fact that we do it in the morning too. I mean, I, I, I think oh, that, amen to that. Get, that getting those guys up, um, you know, there's, there's kind of that brotherhood because, you know, let's be honest, I'll, I'll call it out. There's other sports. They don't want to get up that early. You know, that's why that opening slot's always there for football players. I mean, and I think it's, it's awesome for us to embrace it, you know, and get in there and, and bring some juice and, and forcing them to just, you know, hey, get your day started. You know, you watch guys like Jocko Willink and them, hey, get, get all that stuff done the, at the start of the day. 
you'll have a lot more freedom then to, to kind of go do the things that you want. So mm -hmm. I think our guys have, have gotten used to it. And then when, it, when they get into the to high school and, they, and they're doing the early bird at 645, it's like nothing. Like, hey, this is what we do. I get up early no matter what. Not to mention the speakers we got and the bass we got going in there when the football team. It's a huge difference between that 6 a.m. and that 8 a.m. group. <laughs> it's like 8 a.m. They're barely – they're dragging in there. There's no music. They don't look like they like it. Our kids are getting there at quarter to six and just jacked, ready to go. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Harf, we, we have the, the speakers, but it's football only because the football people bought it. So we blast music. And then when that other group comes in, we're putting all the music away so they can't use it. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's always fun, too. I, I get to – we first got to listen to music in college, and I always loved it. The whole team loved it. I mean, just being able to get after it and go get in there, and and uh, it, it's just a cool cool experience, I think, when you, when you can do that. And like you said, you kind of have the weight room to yourself. Can you guys talk a little bit about kind of how you, you set up practice? I know those are a lot of the questions I get, you know, from, from guys uh, online and, and a lot of them are, you know, Hey coach, I coach some middle school. I coach freshmen, you know, how do you set up your practices? We, you know, we have to two plus two, we got guys playing both ways. So it makes it kind of difficult. So, so what are some, some strategies you guys kind of use to, to set up your practice, to get it communicated, to get it scripted? To, to maybe help some of these these uh, these levels out because let's be honest, a lot of times you're stuck, you know, with three or four coaches. You got to coach, you know, 40, 50 kids, and and you got to try to get this whole thing coordinated to go play a game on and on a you know Thursday night. Well, I'd say, uh, well, first of all, we meet on uh, generally speaking, we meet on a Sunday. Uh, usually, just Merch and I, we we sit down and I don't know, Merch, we usually take an hour, maybe two hours. It's, Again, it's the ninth grade level, so it's not as much that per se, but that's not saying we don't watch a ton of film on our own time uh, and getting ringing for stuff. But as far as practice schedule goes, um, I'm a firm believer in uh, doing two special teams a day. You know, like so we do – well, we start practice with like maybe a tackling drill. I'm sorry. And then we talk about, well, like, oh, do we, you know, a turnover drill. You know, yeah, usually, together. usually something high tempo. Usually something high tempo because Coach Albert yeah. comes from Des Moines, and I'm at Ankeny, and so I something yeah. that you know one or two guys can run easily, but that's high pace and fast and pursuit uh, drill, uh, pursuit drill, yeah, pursuit or like tackling that. or turnover, yeah. So we do that right away to get them kind of excited. Uh, exactly. And then go ahead, Coach Albert. And then it's it, then it's always whether the focus, and when I say focus, that means. It's not the whole thing we do that day, but let's say Monday is an offensive day for the focus. So then we do an individual uh, period, we do a group period, then we do a team period. Um, and then we do, like I said, then a special team. And then we switch and we either do like an individual defense or do whatever the the priority is for that particular week. Um, and then, then Tuesday would be the opposite. So, okay. Now we're going to go individual defense, group defense, team defense, and then do a review for a Monday's offense. And then, of course, Wednesday's our, it's our pregame practice. So we're pretty limited to what, again, like you said, we've got not, I won't say multiple kids, well, like four or five kids that are playing both ways. Um, but so we have to balance that out as best we can. But um, we definitely want to do something to get them fired up at the beginning. Um, I'm not a big believer um, in like conditioning at the end of practice. 
mm-hmm. always been a believer in doing that, like kind of at the beginning. And then your practice is the conditioning, like everything's high tempo, high tempo. Um, and so you're not doing a lot at the end. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it seems yeah, like yeah, you're, I don't want kids to feel like they have to pace themselves to survive practice because, oh, I got conditioning at the end of practice. Just yeah. go hard. If you just go hard, yeah. and you do individual group, team, we, whatever, then you don't really need to do a whole lot of conditioning at the end of practice if you're going hard. So we uh, we get in there pretty quick, and if they're not, and if the kids start to figure out pretty quick if they're not doing like a pursuit or a turnover drill really really fast, we'll just keep doing it until Coach Elbert gets there, and they hate that. So they're pretty well going uh, by the time, and then Coach Elbert when he's kind of there, we'll do like a fast ten or. You know, those offensive guys that tend to turn into fast 20 or fast 30, but um, yeah. they, they'll run hey three now. plays. Hey, and, now. Yeah, it's all good, though. Hey, as long as you keep scoring <laughs> touchdowns. You like, hey, you um, like my perfect 30s. Be nice. Perfect 30s. That's, oh, those are cool. Per- we do perfect 30s. That is, that's awesome. Um, so, Coach can tell you about that one. That's that's a conditioning drill in itself, and kids learn to just be mentally sharp with that one. So, Coach, you want to tell them what that's all about? Yeah, we just uh, we just run plays against air, um, but they have to be perfect. And by perfect, that has to be a perfect huddle. That has to be a perfect uh, – everybody's got to have their chin strap strap, mouthpieces in, cadence has to be perfect, break the huddle, stances have to be perfect, alignment has to be perfect, execution has to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, you come back and you do it again. And uh, so you're still running plays that you've done all day, but now they have to be perfect against air. And uh, it's just, you know, little thing, you know, changing up the the snap count and and uh, you know throwing a motion in there or something just to kind of try and test them a little bit because they're they're a little bit fatigued. But you know, you got to be mentally sharp at all, you know, we, uh, at particular times. Yeah, so and they have to run thirty yards, and so if they mess up and run thirty yards and they have to jog back and do it again, but they'll learn pretty quick to to kind of zone in a little bit. Yeah, make sure your mouthpiece is there. That's a great drill. Um, other that's things when, we do. I, go for oh, it. Go ahead, coach. I was gonna say that's when the uh, the offensive line gets a little bit angry when the you know the re- wide receiver drops the ball or jumps off sides. Very <laughs> angry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm pretty sure we've said more than once. You know, all you have to do is look to the ball. You're standing out there. Just look to the ball. <laughs> That's anyway. exactly right. Hey, and hey, we're not throwing <laughs> it to you. We're running trap again. <laughs> Why <you> jump up? <laughs> hey, now you'll love this, Walt. You'll love this when we go. Uh, <laughs> when we do our uh, our audible, we're we're not even running a play. You know, we're just doing. Uh, <laughs> oh, help me out, Mercy. When gander. we don't run a play, and we, yeah, gander. yeah, we GG. Well, I say GG, but you all gander. Yeah, GG, and a wide receiver jumps off sides. Where the heck are you going? That's awesome. <laughs> you, have, funny. you have no play. You you don't have no route. Yeah. Why are you Why are you going anywhere? <laughs> it's G. <laughs> lack of Lack of discipline, man. They just I got to get <laughs> off the ball. Coach is going to yell at me if I don't sprint off the ball. Why are you sprinting off the ball? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Other things we do to make it fun, so like conditioning wise, but just kind of fun. I, sometimes I'll play tag. We'll play tag. Call, get all guys in a row, call out three or four names, and it's hilarious. I mean, they don't know their conditioning, but they're just having fun. Um, so we do stuff like that. We do like a touchdown drill where they sprint, you know, get in groups, and um, 
sprint across the field mm-hmm. and do a touchdown celebration. So it's just goofy things like that. that it's just X, the kids are moving, you know, they're playing fast and they're having a blast. And so um, we try to make it fun. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think, you know, at, at that level, you know, for them, again, to not have to look at running as punishment, to know, know that, you know, hey, running's part of football. We need to be fast and we need to fly around. You know, that, that's how we're going to gonna win the game. But I think, you know, like you said, in, embedding it in practice to where it's not looked at as, you know, a punishment or something I got to do at the end of the day. I think, you know, the, the psychology of it is, is super important. You know, hey, you know understand, hey, we got to be in shape. We want to go make these plays. And, and if you guys go hard during practice and you play hard during games, those things are going to translate. It's not like I'm going to sit here and, you know, we're going to run half gassers for, for 15, 20 minutes at the end of practice, which, you know, quite honestly, other than maybe some, you know, mental toughness really doesn't have any application to, to what football is all about anyway. Exactly. And nothing, you know what, and there's another message that uh, I try and tell them, and I'll immerse us too, is like, you know what, fatigue, it, it sucks when you're tired. When you're trying to go hard and uh, you can't go hard uh, because you're out of shape, you know, that that's not a good feeling. So let's get in shape so that we can go hard, uh, you know, when it counts. You know, when that fourth quarter is rolling around, you know, we're not we're not sucking air. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you or not. That That's a bad feeling. You better be ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Elbert, I was going to ask you, too, you know, a lot of the other questions we get to is, you know, how many – how many plays are you carrying into a game? And I, and I know our offense is pretty multiple here at Ankeny. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we pretty much have a system to call anything we'd ever really want to call. We, we don't run it, sure. but it, you know, it's, it's within a system. You know, what's kind of your philosophy to go? And I know you, you've always been pretty good, I thought, about you know, building a formation and then building you know, kind of a, a mm-hmm. sequential series of plays. You know, off of that, like, hey, if they can't stop counter, I'm going to keep running counter all night. And as soon as we stop counter, I got this or I got, you know, something like that to where I think, you know, a lot of play callers or a lot of, you know, younger OCs or guys kind of trying to work their way up, you know, maybe think, man, I got to have this many plays and I got to run them in, in nine different formations. You know, probably don't have to do that at the freshman level, I'm guessing. No, you don't. And to be honest with you. <laughs> All I need, if I go in knowing that I've got five is probably exaggerating. If I've got five solid run plays that I can bank on, and by that I mean, okay, let's establish, let's establish, uh, let's say let's establish power or or uh, inside zone. Let's say 50-51 Tampa. Um, and I can say we can run, let's say we can run trap or counter. Um, then I feel pretty good. And then I know I've always got, let's say four pass plays, you know, sincerely four pass plays, you know, the smash concept with Colorado. That's always a go-to yank Yankee. It's always a go-to. Um, I, I it, try not to make it too complicated for the kids. It's like, okay, you get this done. You have a stupid football coach. I, I'll tell them you, know, you have a stupid coach. You have to make these plays work because if these if these plays don't work, we're not going to be successful. <laughs> so, you know, so we need to be able to run these X amount of plays. But I'm trying not to. We try and do. You know, we again we don't like to make it too complicated for the kids because simplicity, you know, brings about execution, and execution brings about confidence. 
And then there you go. You know, okay, we're confident we can do this. I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, end of the year, um, we had to play uh, our arch rival uh, for the second time. And we didn't run the same offense that we ran the first time we played in the first game of the season. And I did that on purpose because I was like, oh, let's just throw them a wrinkle. And all we did was run off tackle, unbalanced power and trap and counter the entire game. And they couldn't stop it. And, and to be honest with you, that, that made my day. And a little play, of course, play action. I love play action. Um, and so that's how I just, you know, just go into it. Like, okay, what do we run well? All right, let's give them the confidence. Okay, we can run this well. And uh, we script it from day one, whether it's always Monday. Coach Mertz gives me a hard time. I know fast 10 turns into fast 20, fast 30. But <laughs> we, we, we walk through it. We walk through it jog through it and then we do it full speed at another time and then so then they know you know on Wednesday okay these are the same plays that we've run since Monday so here we go okay whether it's okay we put in a screen we put it we you know we put in this we put you know and so okay we're confident we've done this for you know multiple times multiple times so they're not going in second guessing themselves as to, oh, man, what's coach want me to do? Um, and I think that's key. You know, okay, here's our game plan. And you just keep rep, 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 rep it. And uh, I don't know. I'm probably talking too much, but that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's how I feel. And, and if you see that there's a weakness, you know, you, you come out and you're like, okay, you know, let's, let's at ninth grade, let's be honest, at ninth grade, it's like, okay. Okay, here's a weakness. Let's pound that. You know, let's let's run unbalanced on that. You know, and shoot, Coach Merch, you can back me up on this. We've run unbalanced uh, for an entire first half, and defenses haven't adjusted because a they they don't recognize it because it's not no you know they I don't know that it's just not normal or or whatever. But for whatever reason, I mean, unbalance is a beautiful thing at the ninth grade level. Well, especially, especially, you know, to your boundary on your sideline. Uh, that's yeah. what I've uh, – I, I got to start calling some uh, JV offense this year, and my go-to was heavy unbalanced uh, on our sideline into the boundary. And, and yeah. that way the coaches couldn't make it. Even if they could see it, they are, you know, they're not going to see it because they're not in the box. They're just on the sideline, and they're on the other side of the field. Even if they could see it, they can't make that adjustment. And so we would get, um, like you said, heavy unbalance into the boundary on our sideline. And road yeah. power. And I, totally. And solo, anything like tied, you know, tied into a side, I mean, seriously, we, we throw 10 touchdowns a season or run to the, the solo side and corners don't know what to do, safeties don't know what to do. And, you know, <laughs> we've got a pretty simple offense, but our varsity's got a good, you know, they got several just little tags and wrinkles and, Coach Elbert's got a wealth of knowledge, so between that and his background, he can, you know, like you said, we have our base stuff, and he can just kind of put little wrinkles in each week. Hey, this week we're going to tag this, uh, you know, and it's the same play. It's just a touch different, and kids are confident, and 14-year-olds don't know how to handle it on the other end. So it's pretty <laughs> That's good That's exactly right. Well, especially I would go my, my go-to kind of cheater play was unbalanced and then go uh, quarterback outside zone into the boundary. Yeah. And so now you're yeah. making the corner and now you're picking up an extra hat with the tailback and 
And uh, as long as my lineman didn't fall down and trip and forget to tie their shoes or something, we were we were added up. We had good numbers. In pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mertz, I was going to ask you then. So being a defensive guy and knowing, hey, I'm going to have you know a couple of periods day one outside of you know skill work, and then I'm going to basically have a full day of of kind of installation work. I would imagine for you, it's kind of really covering. Okay, these are the 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 three top formations they run, and here's maybe you yep. know their their top three runs. Let's let's go ahead and take these away and let's force them to go to their fourth, fifth, sixth option. Yep. And I think if we get to that yep. level, we got a pretty good chance. Does that kind of sum up what you guys try to do? And and maybe what do you kind of add or sprinkle in each week as far as the pressure package is concerned? Yeah, like I, I kind of mentioned that earlier, I mean, I learned a lot this last year. Um, I have some background with 3-4-D, but I'm still learning kind of Nick's scheme and I, you're constantly learning, especially on, I know the kind of the base stuff, and then I'll, I'll ask Nick questions and guys at the varsity, and then I'll go on Friday night and ask the guys in the box while I'm watching. I'll, I'll script plays. I literally write down what we're calling and then just watch the game. It's the best job in the world. Um, but afterward, I'll ask Al, hey, what does this mean? What does this mean? Um, you're on our base stuff, and then you know, we pretty our games because it's not too complex. Um, and then, you know, hey, we need to bring inside pressure this week. All right, let's get into our inside pressures and see what we got. Or, hey, outside stuff or, you know, double-edged pressures are good, which are always good in the ninth grade level, let's be honest. Um, right. But it, it, it's not too hard. I mean, I, the big thing is under, making sure kids know where to line up. I mean, here's three, four, you know, three or four formations you're going to see. Uh, if we do see unbalanced, if we do see – you know, four wide, whatever, you know, everybody all you know, empty, making sure kids know, you know, in the back of my mind, um, I need to know two things. I need to know my run gap responsibilities. And I need to know what happens if I get four verts. Um, so if we can, you know, be prepared every snap for those two things, I think everything else can take care of itself. Just, you know, step to your gap, run to the ball, um, get off blocks, play fundamentally sound football, play fast, uh, tackle. So um, we, we're, not, we're not too complex. Um, you know, make sure if we, if we get any, any kind of screen game, being able to, you know, snap our eyes, retrace our steps, pursue the ball. If we get, um, I don't know, unbalanced or motion, if we see motion this week, okay, how do we, how do we adjust or do we need to adjust? Uh, if we're playing, you know, I try to in integrate some man uh, throughout the year, and that's really hard for ninth grade. I think, you know, some kids can do it well, but uh, it puts a lot of pressure uh, on your guys in the box and on the, on the perimeter too. Uh, so I like I like cover two, cover four, cover three a lot better at the ninth grade level, um, personally. But you know I try to put some man stuff in there when we start bringing heavier pressures. And kids like it. I mean I, I really ramp them up, get them pumped up about it. But um, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. But yeah, you know, know how to know, know how to line up and play ball. I'll say this. I'll, I'll interject real quick. I know Mertz, you, you say it's uh, it's not too complicated or whatever. But even when I'm running you know, running the scout offense and whatnot at the ninth grade level, it's pretty complex because those kids don't know who's coming from where, whether it's coming inside, whether it's coming outside, whether they're dropping back, whether um, I think you do a great job of disguising, you know, where pressure's coming and what coverages uh, uh, our defense is in. So I, I think you're kind of not giving yourself enough praise because I think you do a great job with that. Uh, appreciate yeah. it. I was going to say, I know this too. I mean, you guys score a ton on defense. Is, is that something cool. that, that you guys work, you know, is that something you guys coach and work? I know you guys are obviously coaching turnovers. We, we all do. But is that something where you're, 
you know, coaching how to kind of score on defense because, you know, when you go listen to some of those guys talk, that's kind of an art in and of itself. And I don't know how many defensive mm-hmm. touchdowns you guys scored this year, but it seemed like uh, a lot. Game, <laughs> a lot. Like it had to be double digits. But, I mean, it was it, it was nuts, Harper. It, like, they it, took – some games – I think one game you scored, like, three defensive touchdowns. I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> I, think, it was, I think it was two, two defensive touchdowns and a uh, punt return, which is a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that was awesome. Well, go, go ahead, Merce. You, 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 you write yourself up because you do a great job. You guys do a good job. Hey. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The theme kind of started this year. We had some kids with some wheels. Uh, so when they did get their hand on the ball, they could score. Um, and yeah, we coach it up. I mean, like we start practice with pursuit and I do some, I throw some turnovers in there, you know, understand if we get a fumble, if we get a pick, uh, Nick, you know, Nick Nelson coaches up, you know, city and country and our kids love that. You know, when to scoop and score, when to when to get the fetal position on the ball, and then, uh, you know, interception wise, you know, make sure we block the intended receiver and get up the sideline, and you know, run like hell. So, <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome. We celebrate, man. I mean, it, it is something we take pride in, and I get jacked, and it's my goal to outscore the offense if we can. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's awesome. No, like I said, I think you guys do a phenomenal job, and especially with the you know the limited amount of time that that you guys do get. You know, dude, you're literally getting, you know, three practices and then you got, you know, a, a Friday, probably something kind of recovery or, or maybe get, get started and then the kids get the weekend off. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, it's good to have this perspective because the, the efficiency that you guys have to operate with and then not only that, the, the number of jobs that I think they, that we ask you guys to do, you know, you're coaching both ways, you're having to, to organize practice, you're having to get these guys to the games you know, make sure they got all their equipment. You have to be, you know, a, a teacher, a psychologist, you know, a counselor. I, I think that it's, it's really cool to, to hear your guys' perspective but because, because I think there's so many things that you can glean from it as a coach. And, and honestly, you know, me just being a position coach, you know, it, it's almost like, man, you know, my job's super easy compared to, to the things that we're asking you guys to do at this level. So, I, I can't say that I, I appreciate you guys enough. So you guys do a hell of a job. I think it's awesome to, to watch, and I think it's awesome to, to have guys like you, you know, willing to, to take on all those jobs and, and help develop the program because, you know, my, my dad was a freshman coach for a long time, and, and, you know, he was always one of my heroes. And to me, that, that was always kind of the lifeblood of, of that program that he worked at in South Dakota. So you guys always are going to have my respect, man. Hey, man, as long as you let us talk X's and O's with you, we're good. <laughs> well, Coach, kind of the, the last thing I always like to ask everybody is, is when, when you're watching another team's offensive line, what's something they'd be doing that would make you think highly of their offensive line coach? Think highly of their offensive line coach? They yeah, were so, relentless. So relentless. But they were relentless. Whether they, whether they were doing it the right way or not, if they were – if they were putting people on their back, if they were going to the whistle and maybe sometimes a little bit beyond, like, okay, he's got those guys firing. He's got those guys firing on all cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you give me some, you give me an offensive lineman with a defensive lineman's mentality. We got good things. Yeah. That's going to be a long night when you're the, the head coach and you're watching your skinny stick figures having to go against those guys. You know what I mean? You know, just just that just like guy just like guy that literally just wants to demoralize the guy across from him. Like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put you on your back or I'm gonna push you, 
you know, three, four yards back every time. Um, my goodness. If you can get, you can get that mentality, you know, you don't want those patty cake offensive linemen, you know, those guys that just kind of like stand up and occupy a space. So if I see an offensive line, that's like, you know, getting after it, um, which I'm very fortunate, by the way, uh, Mertz did a great job, uh, uh, two years ago. And then, uh, we got Vasek, uh, to join us this year. And, I, I firmly believe he's, he's a great, great offensive line coach and he does a great job with them as well. Um, but no, our, that, that's what I would like to see, you know, guys who are just relentless, you know, getting after it. Coach, I love it, man. Appreciate it. again you, all the stuff that you guys do and, and you know, look forward to the, the ball talks we get to do. And I, I appreciate you guys sharing some, some insight. Cause like I said, you know, we get a, we get a lot of questions from guys who, who are asking some, some really, really good questions for some of those developmental uh, levels of football. And like I said, I think you guys do as good a job as anybody in Iowa or anyone I've been around. So I was happy to get you guys on and, and, and share some knowledge with us. And that's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank all of our sponsors. You guys make sure and go check them out. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it will allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.